1: now that she goes again, the dopest Ethiopian, and now the world around me begins moving in slow motion whenever she happens to walk by. Why does the apple of my eye overlook and disregard my feelings no matter how much I try? Wait, no, I did not really pursue my little princess with persistence, and I was so low key that she was unaware of my existence. From a distance, I desired her, secretly admired her, wired her a letter to get her. It went, My dear, my dear, my dear, you do not know me, but I know you very well, and let me tell you about the feelings I have for you when I try or made some sort of attempt. I simp. Damn, I wish I wasn't such a wimp hey welcome to the black gal tips podcast your host rod and karen and we're in the house on saturday for feedback that's right guys feedback time Mm -hmm. so you guys can tell us about us what you thought about the things that we said how you feel about you know the topics we covered Mm -hmm. five-star reviews you left and how you feel about the show in general polls that you voted in and how you feel about the votes that you put in the polls yep emails all kinds of stuff we're gonna get to it all guys that's right of course you can find us on itunes the black guy who tips just search for that on podcast places leave us five star views it's that simple we'll read them on the air if we like them um the official weapon of the show is the taser An unofficial sport is bullet ball a bullet ball extreme and shout out to all the people who, um, there's been people signing up for premium more this week. I don't know. I can't say specifically what it was, if it was any one thing, but uh, I do want to give a shout out to, again, to the hashtag support black podcast. I feel like a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they had to wait till payday or something, but a lot of people signed up and I feel like that's a big reason because of it. Um, so thank you. Um, yes. Thank you. Y'all keep y'all help keep this boat afloat. Right speaking of uh money though we gotta make sure that we uh shout out the people that gave us money whether they donated it to the church or not let's let me play that special music What?
2: this is a different choir this song <laughs> no i think you invited the wrong choir uh no you invited the wrong choir um excuse me choir choir, choir. Choir. y'all y'all got to stop singing y'all y'all came to the wrong church today this no what What? no this ain't our choir this where's our choir that was uh that wasn't them no that was not our choir
1: what don't they normally dress in 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 uh, khakis with Chuck Taylor's and, and, and some, um, checkered shirts. No,
2: they don't. Okay. They wear right. robes. What are we talking about here? My bad. My
1: bad, fellas. Take off the shades and the hats and, uh, the Jericho. You know and that I quiet director? Them Come to on. Back. Sorry, I thought it was a theme party. My bad. hmm I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and
0: unemployment.
1: Today's a new day. I don't know if the inner city re- youth is gonna be uh, reached by this song, but we'll try anyway. <laughs> we gonna try. Shout out to the people that donated: Rita May C, recurring donator. Thank you, Rita May. Connor K, recurring donation. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Larry B, recurring donator Thank you, Larry. Jason J, recurring donator, Thank you, Jason. Mm-hmm. Candice H. Jordan B and Justin J are all recurring donors. Early Days of Photography. If your kids need to get some of those pictures in their uniforms for sports, go to Early Days of Photography, y'all. Marvin B, yes. Marvin B, recurring donator. Yes. McCole, return donator. Thank you, McCole. A Woodsy, aka Wood, recurring donator. Thank you, Wood. Mr. Spann. We were on the spam report two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Recurring donator. Andy S., recurring donator. Andy might be new. I can't remember. Stefan mm-hmm. H., recurring donator. I think he is. Janine R., recurring mm-hmm. donator. That's new. I don't remember she, that's that name. I don't remember that. That's mm-hmm. a unique name. I love it. Mary H., recurring donation. John B. Now, I remember him because he had a lot of good albums in the 90s. Me too. That song with Tupac was dope, man. I hope uh, good luck on the comeback. Uh, don't listen to what people say. Yeah, <laughs> just keep keep singing them songs. Right. Nick R, recurring donator, thank you. That's new. Waste bees by sewer That's new too. Attitude check. Bronco Pride. Eric M, recurring donator. Thank you, Eric. Latonia B, recurring donator. Michael the playmaker, Irvin, and that's it. That's everybody. That's a lot of people this week. Man, a lot of feedback. A lot of money. All the way to that jet. You know, the other day I was standing outside in my basketball sneakers, getting ready to go play, and I heard a voice that said, "What are those?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Who's who's that? Did you say? Are you talking to me?" He said, "Yes." What are those? And I said, "Are you talking about my shoes?" And he said. Oh, is that the best you can do? I said, I'd never spend more than $50 on basketball shoes. And he said, so you trying to say that? That's all I can do is get you $50 basketball shoes? And I said, are you trying to tell me something? I started listening, you know, because I was like, somebody this when somebody's talking to you like this, you have to listen. Oh,
0: oh, oh.
1: And I realized that it was God. And he was telling me, that i need to buy some jordans so all this money this week
2: <laughs> i'm spending on new J's. you go ahead and do that we riding in style people yeah and i want to apologize to i can't the- podcast in these boats i need some J's <laughs> on my feet for the podcasting i can't be like these normal people at the basketball court no nah, we, we can't be like that and i want to apologize to the tabernacle youth god faith apostolic church uh that gave us that opening rendition um um, i do apologize about that i know that was y'all youth choir that's our youth ministry Um, trying to do outreach into the public and you you shut them down and i apologize about that um that's me and my me just being very uh traditional you know i like things to go uh you know according to, to how they schedule so I would like to say I do. I do. A, uh, I do apologize. I didn't recognize none of you because you know the church is growing so big. I. I, I don't. You know it's hard. It's hard for co pastor to keep a track of everybody. I'm old, mm. so I, I apologize about that. All right, Kurt, play me out.
0: I don't think you smile. You
1: look Let's go ahead and talk about the people that the five-star reviews. Okay. I love five-star reviews. That's my favorite type of reviews. Five-star reviews in my top five reviews, guys. I know yeah. it's so. Um, so we got some new five-star reviews. We actually got a bunch of them. woo uh, Addictive, and this is by Killer Carlos 93. I listen to podcasts mainly for geeky things, movies, comics, et cetera. I found your show accidentally by searching for podcasts talking about Black Dynamite. Ha-ha!
2: <laughs> we love some Black Dynamite.
1: Yeah. Black Dynamite. They must have just put black in. And we came up. But I remember that episode. We went through all the music from Black Dynamite season two. Yes. That uh, Frontier made. Yeah.
2: Oh, I missed that show. Rest in peace. I missed that show. I wish somebody picked that show up.
1: Man, I'm so glad I found you guys. I work. Wait.
2: That show's over. It mm-hmm. didn't get canceled, did it? Uh-huh. Black Dynamite, yeah.
1: All right. I think you need to fact check that one. I don't know about that.
2: Black Dynamite, the cartoon yeah i don't think yeah. you got canceled i just think the uh-huh. season ended right no 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 they can't they 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 canceled it's oh, not coming back damn well that's some
1: bad news
2: mm-hmm. i specifically remember that one yeah i mean you can go check to confirm but i i've I seen stuff saying that uh they weren't going to have another season
1: oh okay man i'm so glad i found you guys i work in a factory where the conversations consist of hunting and fishing damn oh poor thing. so i pop the earbuds in and tra- i'm transported to a world that i can relate to and most of the time agree with keep the episodes coming i really enjoy them and appreciate the hard work that you put into them thank you thank you thanks killer carlos mm-hmm. rjb said rjb 10 says five star podcast five stars the hosts like to play the song Five Star Chick to introduce one of their popular segments. This is easily a five star podcast. Ryder can not keep me laughing on a daily basis while delivering the news with a side of ratchetness thrown in. They seem to be vying for the title of hardest working podcasters on the internet, regularly delivering an abundance of high quality content. Glad to contribute to this couple's well deserved shine. Thanks. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate your RJB10. Mm-hmm. Ignacio, a procrastinator, dear brother. <laughs> <laughs> a procrastinating dear brother five stars say a uh say well, yes yeah, say is who left this review and it says i've been listening to this show for about three years now and i know that karen is giving me that chadwick boseman side eye for taking this long <laughs> to leave a review you left it so it's on time baby bottom line this couple will make you laugh hard and think harder and they bring to light many things i'm not privy to since i no longer live in the u.s living in thailand rod and karen are my main source for news and happenings back home and hearing them give me everything and our black perspective is something i miss dearly over here i will leave an email for the show which will be longer i'm long-winded sorry because i have so many other great things about this couple in that show thank you both so much for your hard work and i appreciate my premium subscription so i can listen to you non-stop peace Woo-hoo! thank you baby it's a lot of them out there and we appreciate your uh your, your premium listening too, man Appreciate mm-hmm. you. uh my favorite podcast by am love five stars i love this podcast tbgwt has gotten me through long days at work a ridiculous commute and two root canals oh Ooh. oh baby i try to put my friends and family onto this show every chance i get i'm convinced that listening will make them better people i truly believe that everyone should listen to these guys at least once trust me for uh trust me you will be a better person afterwards Because you can only sit by the church doors and sneak out early for so long. Five stars. (laughs) Leaving for benediction. Mr. Bizu, who says this five-star review is long overdue. TBGWT was the beginning of my awakening and introduction to the world of podcasting. And it's been an amazing ride ever since. TBGWT is chocked full of intelligent analysis, rare insight, and righteous ratchetry even though our podcasters have been doing it other podcasts have been doing it before them Ryder and karen are still the ogs to me because i heard them first lol my new favorite episode is janet versus jada because it showed me that i'm not alone in my love and respect for receipts sending blessings and good fortune from beijing china fun fact it's the year of the monkey and i'm anticipating some awkward conversations at work oh man yeah that would be Wow. Oh, and don't huh? worry. Money is coming soon. Peace. I wasn't worried, but thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Oh, year of the monkey I didn't even think about that. Being yeah. over there. I wonder if that's going to be a running joke. I know. Uh, best- are you a monkey? I know. Hey, come on, dog. Dial- you know what year it is? What year you gonna Not
0: 2016.
1: Mm. Keep going. <laughs> uh, best ever. J. Marshall B says uh, I've been listening for two years ever since Ryan called in the Lever show when Bomani was hosting Solo. Wow. Yeah, that's been a while. Yeah, that was a milestone, man. <laughs> Me and Bo was laughing like niggas that snuck it to the Super Bowl. It was
2: like, <laughs> it was like we don't belong here,
1: but yeah. we don't care. <laughs> oh, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> First episode I heard, y'all were discussing how E-40 is a bad rapper. I was hooked instantly. Uh, Nick Jew's not going to like that. Living in Portland for the last three years, <laughs> I can confirm, so ratchetness is out of control I'm also a black atheist. It is good to hear there are other left-handed black atheists out there and down for the cause against righty. Mm-hmm. Y'all are the best. And keep my Twitter timeline entertaining. Keep up the good work. We will. Thank you. Thanks, J Marcel B. Mm-hmm. Shout out to left-handed black atheists, man. Both of us. Thank you. Make us underscore C seventy eight five star says I started listening this summer to the Fear of the Walking Dead reviews and got hooked. You guys keep me rolling on the afternoons I get at work when I get sleepy. Thank you for all you do and the introductions to some other great podcasts. Also, Karen's Laugh is everything. Keep up the great work. Loves and mwah. Thank you. Five-star podcast by Lock and Lose It. Oh, I think I've seen her on Twitter or maybe Facebook. This podcast is great. Hours of content available each year, I mean each week. I learned of the TBGWT through my brother who listened to the Evening Jones. Oh yeah. Oh, Evening Jones. The first episode I listened to was over three hours long. I didn't believe a podcast could keep my attention from that long, but boy was I wrong. Now I'm sad when episodes are less than two hours. Oh yeah. Welcome to you the ain't, You ain't the only one. <laughs> the premium shows are hilarious. Justin and I share the same anti-patriot agenda. Yep yep y'all been right uh i want to say five times this year good mm-hmm. congratulations mm-hmm. love the podcast make my daily commute and airport travels very enjoyable p.s karen sorry it took so long pss duplicate review posted on stitcher okay thanks thank you we'll sweetie it. fresh air five stars new listening enjoying every minute from flight 93 thank you. thank you be safe up there in the air yeah flight 93 uh good stuff DMC D3 says five stars. I often find myself trying to interject into the dialogue with my opinion and facts means I like it. I almost consider y'all as friends. No stalker keep it up. Thank you. Thanks DMC D3. Yeah, Karen does that when she listens to podcasts.
2: Mhm. God, you be listening, i would be talking out loud. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Especially in the car.
1: Then I have to stop the podcast like, "What? What are you talking about?" And then she's like, "Oh, I was talking to the podcast." I'm like, "They can't hear you." Yeah, that I don't even care uh for underscore brown uh at for underscore brown says five stars good to the last drop a star review for a five star episode oh five star review for a five star episode episode 1125 was just as good as always but the last seven minutes where you are off on the tangent about kanye and booty holes auntie karen's ad libs and laughter in the background was too much i laughed for 15 minutes i had to keep replaying because i kept missing your points and jokes Keep up the good work. <laughs> Love you guys. Yeah, a lot of people like that. We had to go back in to the booth and finish on a, I was going to say high note. I don't know if that's the best way to describe what we did, but <laughs> it was a note. We finished on a note for sure. Uh, then we got some five-star reviews of Stitcher uh the gourmet goober says one of my favorite podcasts five stars writer karen are always on point in this thought-provoking and hilarious podcast they do a great job of discussing issues ranging from politics to pop culture in a way that doesn't insult your intelligence plus karen's laugh is contagious definitely recommend that you give it a try thank you uh lock and lose it left that uh re- you know that 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 other review mm. left uh, another one and doc ock five star says i'm a fan if you pay attention and take a second to think about it they right and they made you smile while you figured it out karen we good we good dog <laughs> we good <laughs> that's awesome
2: <laughs> yes and thank you for everybody that leave your views but i know them ain't the only ones i willing to leave a review <laughs> i know some more of y'all out there please continue to leave us a five-star review on stitcher and itunes leave us a review on both you left one on Stitcher, leave one on itunes you left one on itunes leave one on stitcher and i look forward to the reviews for next week and we thank you guys for continuing to show us love uh and we only read the reviews if they're five stars and we approve of them if you leave five stars and we don't like them we still don't read them
1: yeah it helps the show out tremendously man it helps yes, us it move up the charts on itunes more than you ever know uh you know when you see those oh these guys are movers and shakers and stuff like that that's because people left you know uh reviews and stuff in, in addition to you know listening keeps those stats as well so when you do that stuff it's not just throwing it out there for nothing it helps us out and you know the people that leave the negative reviews like i said they are they are on the time you know when yeah, i do i've been guilty of this too where it's like something i don't say anything it's like oh i don't want it to change i want it to go anywhere i just like it but you have to get out there and leave that review. You no, know, hey, I I like this and I'll, you know, and let other people know I like it. And that'll keep doing well. Keep it keep letting people know to keep doing what they're doing. All right. We have the website, the dot com, and uh we did some episodes and you guys left feedback. Got a lot of feedback this week, man. People are leaving I had comments uh, a lot to and say. Right. Uh, The first episode was a feedback show, so no, we don't get any comments on these. It was uh, 1121, Catching the Gay, and the the poll was simple. It was, has God or Satan ever talked to you out loud? Because, you know, uh they've been talking to me lately you know every week <laughs> when, it's t- when it's time to get this money <laughs> I, t- I, t- I tell you how to spend the church's money when it's time to get this money they they kind of they for some reason they like to reach out let me know how we should be getting and spending this money that we get from uh the congregation and i appreciate them for that which is uh you know which is why i continue to do what i do but um that was the poll uh yes 17 percent of you guys have had God or Satan talk to you out? 83% of y'all have not, which is, you know, surprisingly high number. And we had comments. Sugar Bay says, laugh my ass off. i didn't seen a 100% poll. Uh, well, I guess it was 100, 100 when you voted, but right. not anymore. Some people came through and crushed the buildings. And Janica says, by Satan, I mean my ex. Oh, <laughs> shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> shot
2: <laughs> spied in the building
1: oh that was good um, Eleven twenty-two. white women have it the hardest where we talked about the oscars fallout sexual assault at spellman women being covered up uh the other ratchetness uh let's get to the comments on this we had five comments um brandon is b more left this one Oh, this is long. Uh, oh, wait, no. Maya B started off. She said, "Was sexual and physical violence against Black women clouding my mind?" With the newest case being about beauti- the beautiful woman who was shot in her chest in Pittsburgh for telling the man, "No, I can take it." As a young black woman, it's that black women have to live in a state of love-your-abuser-slash-rapist-would-be-murderer. Because white supremacy can kill him any day. Right. With the Cosby apologists, hotels, and just dumb niggas screaming about white supremacy killing the black man, no one informs them that white supremacy didn't inform you to rape the women that you swear up and down are queens and mothers of the human race. You can't scream white supremacy when men of Morehouse are raping the women of Spellman. Two powerful institutions in this country. I'm so sorry for rambling, but my heart just hurts and I wanted to get that out. Uh, I, I definitely uh, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Me too. Um, the other thing that's weird about it too is so many black men don't really want equality for black people. They just want access to patriarchy so they can do the things that white men do. Come on now. And get away with it. Mm-hmm. You know, not be called out. You know, like they just want the, the right to be an abuser and you can tell because they scream all that Queens, you know, black women are queen shit. But what they really are doing is this weird form of respectability politics where it's like, once you step out of what they've deemed queen like behavior, then you're worthless and you can be raped. You can be killed. It doesn't matter. You're not, you're no longer the queen. It's, it's just a way of keeping women in a box. Like, Oh, Queens act like this. Everybody else is just bitches and hoes and and, stop. and stop. Yeah. Right. But queen, a queen, see the queen would never do this. And it's just a way of trying to reinforce, um, control onto women. Like these are the behaviors that we will respect and everything else is, you know, is basically go fuck yourself um so yeah uh let's see what else we got here brandon is b more says oh and we did and i did hear about that case um a dude shooting a girl in pittsburgh for saying no mm. at a bar oh uh we didn't have a chance to cover it this week but i, I think i have it saved but you know once again Ouch uh that street harassment shit is real it's dangerous it's gonna be so fragile yeah we talked about it ad nauseum on here um but you know people and and summer's coming back spring's coming back so it's gonna pop pop up again but Mm -hmm. you know the street harassment that starts and pretty much never stops but um, it gets worse and stuff, but the street harassment that women experience is, is dangerous for real. And it's real. And too many men just think it's simply, she don't, she's stuck up. She don't want me to say hi.
2: She can't be friendly. You can't smile. It's like, doll you might be the 50th dude to try to holler at her today. Not to mention, some of these niggas are dangerous. Yes, they are. And there's no way
1: to tell the dangerous motherfuckers from people like you. Correct. And especially when people online will still make excuses for the dangerous shit like well if she would have smiled maybe he wouldn't have killed her why she had to say no she couldn't have just took his number you know like it's that kind of shit
2: right like she doesn't have options or choices and rights over her body and just your presence she ought to be just be able to suck your dick and do whatever you want her to do because you want this particular woman
1: yeah you happen to smile at her so right. now she Fuck owe you, you a conversation. Yeah. Brandon is B-More says, in regards to the Oscar so white conversation, Stacey Dash and others' opinions that if you're best, if you're the best, you should be nominated is obvious but also stupid. In theory, yes, the people who give the best performances should be nominated based on that and not their race, nationality, or any other factor like that. In fact, I personally would not care if there are categories that don't have minority representation. If I could trust that the people making these decisions did not have inherent bias against minorities. It is possible that there could be a year where no black person or predominantly black movie is Oscar worthy, but I would never trust the, those choices to believe that or believe that when I know the people making those choices are for the most part, old white men, if the Academy makeup was just for example, 40% white, 20% black, 30% Latino and 10% other, uh, or any other breakdown of different races, that is more even than I would be much more likely to trust their votes and say maybe the choices they made were right. But as long as the academy has that makeup, no minority could trust their decisions of being fair or correct. It's not just, it's not to just do the right thing. The academy should change their voters strictly for the reputation of their award. Even if these white people aren't racist, the fact Uh, that they are all older and white they cannot relate to or understand films that don't fit into their wheelhouse just like I may not be able to relate to a film about a family in a white picket fence neighborhood from the 50's they might not be able to relate to a film of young black men from Compton becoming rappers the difference is I know that I would not come out and say that the actors of the suburban white film just weren't good enough because I didn't understand I would either get informed or ask for other opinions for the help uh, to help me judge if the correct way or in case of the Academy, uh, have enough people on the on board on the board that would understand it to make up for me not. I don't expect every voter to relate to and understand every film, especially if it's outside your culture, but I do expect you to make an effort to have a more diverse set of voters who could. Uh yep. Hiroja Jasha says, Rob, my main man. I cannot believe you knew about my boo, my future baby daddy, black Joe Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> i've been caping for this man since 2005 when he had a little ep bitch i love you was on it coming out of austin before being picked up by lost highway records in 2007 a couple years back i was able to see him in concert at one of those very granola festivals he and the honey Bears has always blew the roof off man it was just so amusing seeing all these very white people trying to keep up and just failing Brianna says yeah, Black Joe Lewis, man, I just found him ra- randomly and I I enjoy that that uh that group. I'd have to be partying. Brian Brianna says, Can celebrities just talk through their publicists from now? I promise it's not that difficult. Right. Come on,
2: right. <laughs> right. This is what you pay them for.
1: E. V. E. says I think the bigger picture about these Oscars is how it opens up opportunities for other actors, directors, and producers of color. Diversity is important because entertainment mirrors life. So many white people in this country have never seen a person of color besides what they see on television. I went to college with people who had never seen a black person until they left their raggedy-ass little towns. So that's why representation on television and movies is important. We need to see other stories told besides slave narratives and minority sidekicks. How we're viewed in the media is how people view us in real lives, and oftentimes that can be deadly for people of color. By the way, I feel 100% fucked with But Matt Damon opened his damn mouth on this subject. I don't give a damn what he said in favor of diversity. Fuck him. He will forever be on my permanent fuck you list. Now he's claiming his comments on that program were misrepresented. It was his damn show. How <laughs> how was they misrepresented? This is one time he should have sat his ass down and just shut up yeah i can second that emotion on both of
2: those yeah
1: the poll for the episode was who has uh some women some black people wait hold on who is women black people or uh some people some black people are women fool those are the Uh, the uh, questions who has uh, the hardest uh, women black people and uh some black black people are women fool uh zero percent of people Said women have it the hardest. Wow, I'm shocked. <laughs> 21% of people said black people have it the hardest. And then 79% of people said uh, some black people are women, fool. Right. And I'm on the 79%. I, I, that's what I think. Uh, I don't know what y'all were thinking that just voted black people. That, you know. Well all inclusive. Mm hmm. Uh, Anna Mane Sparks said, eh, people get mad when the mainstream feminism is referred to as white feminism. People of color uh, don't have to separate ourselves. They do it themselves. Yes, they do with their actions and their words. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what's funny. People be like, well, don't separate yourself and, and go start your own award shows. But
2: they're not giving us awards at this one. Right. <laughs> so it's already separate right <laughs> you don't include us you want us just to come and watch out praise yourselves come on mm-hmm. uh episode 23 uh andrea
1: and emily and their podcast assembly uh we had the ladies on from the hot mess comedy hour podcast mm-hmm. um talked about a bunch of stuff um oscar so white how they came up with their podcast james dean cat porn kind. Com- you know the, the, how much money people make on the porn sets uh r miller 728 says hey Karen the ride is me the official grandma of the show since there is not a none of the above option for the poll i was forced to pick the lesser of uh all the evils uh sound tech guess the race was extra racist and extra funny at the same damn time today loved every minute of it thank you uh, sweetie thanks r miller and um here's the poll what job on a porn set would you rather have okay you can have sound technician camera person person having sex you know porn star fluffer writer or makeup artist they all pay different amounts of money uh i probably should put the amounts of money next to them but i forgot anyway the number one result was writer 33 percent of y'all would rather make the 250 dollars from writing than the up to 1700 to 3000 dollars for having sex um, 29% of you guys would like to be the sound technician. Not bad. Hold that boom mic over by the balls. hmm Uh, 16% said the person having sex. you like to be the porn star. 13% of y'all would rather be the camera person. Now, I don't know what's wrong with y'all. I just hope y'all on the good set where the balls aren't swinging in your face. Me, me too. 9% said makeup artist. I'm surprised this number was so low, but I guess you do have to do all the touching of a porn, touching a porn star without none of the benefits and zero percent fluffer zero percent of y'all want to fluff that's so sad
0: (laughs) none of you are givers i
1: guess fluff it yourself uh sugar bay says i almost went with writer but the scripts and dialogues are always the same formulaic shit i get bored after a while think i could do more with sound and i'm not talking about the vocal sounds smiley face maybe refresh oh i
2: froze no they say your sound is skipping
1: oh shit all right give me a second guys yeah i don't know what that came from let's see get back in there in a second yeah, i keep hearing like a little popping sound with the the uh in my headphones are you hearing it too or no i don't um, hear it right now okay yeah i thought i heard It's it's not like it's like every minute or so um all right let me go back in um see if this fixed it all right, guys, let us know if that fixed the uh, the audio. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, Sugar Babe says, and I'm not talking about the vocal sounds. So, I'm, smiley face, so I'm assuming that means she's talking about the sounds of sex. Yeah. Uh, the sex slapping sounds. Apart from visuals, I think sound really elevates porn. Okay, let me get back to reading the Holy Bible. Well, you going to read that Corinthians, too? EVE says, I'd love to be a writer for a porno. One idea that comes to mind to get Kanye West and Amber Rose looking like a title with fingers in the booty. It would be
2: an instant hood classic. Ah! I think it went in AVN for it. That's smart. I like the way you think. Capitalize something. Believe you me, somebody going to be doing it. Got to capitalize on the pandemonium.
1: Mm hmm. It's a a very unique way to look at it. Uh, We had episode uh, 1124 Guitar Strings Turn to Twitter Things um where we were um Bob versus neil deGrasse tyson um and the rap beef that ensued between a rapper and an astrophysicist oh yeah
2: yeah uh i think neil won this one i think he won
1: uh the podcast so we had some comments on the podcast make sparks that says uh steve's new book oh steve harvey's new book mouth off like a lady get beat by like a man because we also talked about Aww. uh kyle norman who was a singer for jagged edge mm-hmm. who apparently beat his wife and they went on steve harvey's show to explain why that happened mm-hmm. uh sugar best still prosecuting nazi war criminals who are 90 plus years old and looking like old old people uh do then cosby gonna get this prosecution ain't that the truth The fuck out of here with this shit about him being too old to face consequences of his actions. Right. Well, he can't see now. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that means the rapes are okay. Uh, Cappadonna says, about Cal Norman, that interview was a little too heavy for Steve Harvey's goofy show. Rod, I would agree that the gut reaction is once a wife beater, always a wife beater. Like I've said in the past, my cousin died when her ex-husband shot her. But I also know times when people do decide to work out their issues. They're few and far between, but it's not impossible. Also, I'm personally really big on forgiveness, but that's just me. My bigger issue is that Norman and his wife went on Steve Harvey. I just have a problem with going on TV and looking for redemption from, from a cynical public. My question is the same as yours. Did you sit down with your pastor, a psychiatrist, or a clinical social worker? But to Karen's point, most dudes I've met talked about being abusive to their mates or cheating them men in one way or another. They were in pain and trying to save in a destructive and self-destructive manners. Mm-hmm. Most men never learned to talk about their pain in any other way than with their fist intoxication arising in their voices. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's just, I don't know what you do. Because, like, at the end it comes off like he's trying to sell his, like, get his fans back i just don't it's just a very uncomfortable thing i don't think there's any way that i would watch that or most people would watch that and come away like this this was worth it I feel like most people watched that interview and went i guess you know like
2: right If mean yeah, if y'all say so yeah
1: right. like w- hopefully you're telling the truth but right. how the fuck uh, am i supposed to know
2: yeah yeah that's one other thing where well, yeah i hope you're telling the truth because i don't want to see the story about you killed or some shit
1: the poll for the show is who won the battle, Neil deGrasse Tyson or BOB? And, uh, talk about 100% poll. Ah. 100% of people think Neil deGrasse Tyson won the battle. I do too with the TI 85. Co- there were some comments. Cloud2K says, I appreciate the fact that Neil didn't even say anything new on the diss track. He just read his own tweets out loud. Perfection. Yeah. Capadonna says, Well, damn, Bobby got bodied by a science nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh so since bob wants to debate copernicus and galileo i wonder what he thinks about the internal combustion engine does bobby think gasoline drinking gremlins uh run cars number two yeah like as he was typing that into an iphone right right i'm just saying says why is america so anti-intellectualism the fact that this dumb motherfucker thought it was okay for him to tweet this dumb shit, then get into a get it, get in an astrophysicist over the shape of the earth. Right. I blame all the anti-intellectual behavior of the past eight years over climate change and the conspiracy theories. Man, America is in its twilight. Asians better come on. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that in the past, us. BOB says, oh, so y'all a part of the Maces too, huh? I hope you drive off the edge of the earth. <laughs> 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 Kyle says can someone stick some fingers up B. O. B.'s ass so he can shut up and stop reverencing holocaust deniers I know B.O.B. B. is a cornball, but man dude believes in every conspiracy theory known to man yeah that was the thing that dude where he said go look up so-and-so uh I forget the name of the person but in this rap he said go look up so-and-so if you don't believe me apparently that dude's a holocaust denier so yep." Bob, oh man! I wonder what they publicists be thinking when they read this shit. You know what I mean? Like, is it just some white person? Someone? Come on, man!
2: Come. On. Oh, I, could Im- I couldn't. I couldn't imagine huh? how many public he's been through. Cause I was like, "Fuck this shit!" I don't remember anything else he's ever said that was fucked up.
1: It must have been a very easy job until a week ago.
2: Hey, I know they was like, um, uh, Bob. why? Uh, what's happening here? My, I, I'm getting all kind of calls and uh, my Twitter. I mean, I, I really don't understand. Or they just, they was like, "Oh, I know that son of a bitch was dumb, but I didn't ever think he was gonna go out and say it." Hey, my Google alerts keep blowing up. Right. With your name. What's going on, man? Uh,
1: we had episode um 1125, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fingers," um, where we talked about a bunch of stuff, mostly Kanye and stuff. Hmm uh we had nine comments Woo! people had a lot to say didn't they oh they wanted to talk about this one it's Yo says i agree with rod on sl- oh yeah that's right because i started off saying how i want to see some more sleep movies mm-hmm. i always thought it was weird that black people are supposed to be we didn't kidnap and enslave a bunch of people ever since i got out of high school i've been learning about black history starting with historical blackness on twib and the book hair story by ayana bird and laurie l tharps Currently, I'm reading "Incidents of in the Life of a Slave Girl" by Harriet Jacobs. I find Black History fascinating. I think it's not something we should be ashamed of because our ancestors were put through so much and still survive. That makes me proud. Me too. Exactly. We heroes. We superheroes. Fuck that. Uh-huh, clear. We should. We we shouldn't even be here. They still don't want us here. That's true. I'm not gonna be ashamed. Fuck that. Uh, it also is interesting to see how things that happened in the past still have an effect in the present day. I used to crave black history in school. It was the only section of history besides Native American history that I found interesting. Me too. Honestly, the way history was taught, I didn't realize Native Americans and black people were two different groups until middle school. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the way it's taught yeah, is part it's all of the taught, problem. It's all
2: taught bundled.
1: Yeah, and it's just, well, it's just the way it's taught is part of the problem. It's just not, they because it's mostly taught through the lens of whiteness is taught with such shame that is handed down to you. It's taught with so much. Um, they pull so many punches and try to make it nice when it's not nice. No, it's not. There's nothing nice about it. You know, the, 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 the key to the story is the overcoming of it and not the overcoming of it by, uh, just, just by black people either, but the overcoming of it by our, of, by our country. Right. This is an amazing, hideous, evil, but we but we as a country made it out you know and and, but the reason that it continues to persist to this day in different iterations is because so many people are afraid to face it true you know it like our kids and by proxy these adults that surround us are too fucking stupid to know that the prison industrial complex is a direct result of slavery (laughs) And, and trying to monetize black bodies. They, they're too stupid oh, to see the connections because they never learned it. Because there's too many people that are so ashamed of it and so afraid of feeling a little bit guilty about it that they don't even want to teach it. And when they do teach it, they have to teach this really nice, polite, smiling slave narrative way. And it, and it's frustrating, you know, because people don't want to know the truth because the truth isn't nice no it's not but we can never uh, we'll never advance as a society as long as people keep avoiding this shit and i don't think it's black people's thing to fix i'm just saying because i'm speaking for myself because a lot of people you know were like well rod i still don't want to see it i'm not trying to convince you this is my show and i'm just giving my opinion i want to see him i'm tired of being ashamed of some shit that's not my fault correct it's not i didn't do shit you know, things were done to my people, what the fuck I'm supposed to feel bad about, um, so, yeah, that, so, so, I, you know, people have been kind of doing this weird, it's like, arguing with me, but not, because I'm like, I never said anything about you, because, well, I still can't watch them, because, hey, man, I didn't say you could, you need to, keep in mind, no point did I advocate, all y'all need to go see it, i'm not that kind of person i'm not uh i'm also not one of these people that guilt people into doing shit if you don't want to do it so what you know there was a time where i feel like i used to feel that way and i think it's handed down that guilt is handed down to us it's taught to us from people who feel guilty who don't want to talk about it, who think a paragraph should be sufficient because they don't want to get into the brutality of what it is and a lot of these people grow up being stupid a lot of these kids that get that lesson You grow up being stupid. You repeat the lessons of the past because you have no fucking idea what happened to you. You have no idea what happened to your people. You know, when you see somebody like Ryan Clark saying that dumb shit about Cam Newton, you're like, oh, he has no fucking idea what he's talking about. He has no... This moment, as it exists, is the result of many, many, many moments that have occurred before it. If you don't know those moments that occurred before it, then you're just out here trying to rationalize this tiny microscopic piece of something you actually need to see the bigger picture and in order to do that you actually do need to know some history you know i'm not telling everybody to become scholars and shit but just this basic shit you could be like oh yeah if it wasn't for chattel slavery we probably wouldn't be dependent on like we wouldn't be dependent on uh abusing people who are uh undocumented workers here uh to make our
2: socks and process our food and clothes and shit Mm -hmm. if we didn't start with slavery come on now we we we, you can't go no lord and free and if it was up to you whatever job you're doing your job technically would would make you work for free if legally they could america doesn't
1: rise to power so quickly
2: without the peds of slavery you know
1: what i'm saying like it's like there's so much historically you need to know, but we just accept it. This American exceptionalism. We're just a better country. We just do shit better. Slavery sound better? Doesn't it sound like the biggest shortcut in the world. Like right, you, you know, you went
2: years of not paying people.
1: Yeah, on the backs of actual human beings. So, so yeah, I do want to see these stories, and I don't like people like. Well, you know, I'm just I, I'm just mad because these movies are the ones that get nominated for Oscars. That's cool, but that's a different, separate issue. Yes, I'm not that gonna, is. I'm not arguing with you. I agree with you. They should recognize more than we're more than just slaves. I definitely agree with
2: that. Yeah, but I don't think they need to stop. No,
1: but I that, that's I see no reason why people shouldn't keep making these movies. Right. These are our stories, and I, I'm proud of the stories. I'm proud of our people for for surviving that. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, I mean, shit, they tell a fucking Bible story about jewish people surviving like fucking uh the plagues and mm-hmm. slavery and all this shit every year man yes they do and they cast it with nothing but white folks <laughs> like mm-hmm. come on man anyway um it's it just always surprising me other when other black people are tired of black history in general though now i realize most because black history is tied in such a watered down way can't wait to learn more yeah yeah we don't get the dynamic heroic um versions of our history
2: we get the defeated part yeah
1: nat turner is a crazy motherfucker you know john brown the white abolitionist is just a crazy motherfucker um but those are the stories i wanted i wanted to know you know who knows how many other smaller revolts and other things that we'll never know about in this country because they just got erased out of textbooks and true if they ever were in there and they black people made to feel so ashamed of our history we don't know it i mean there's no section on when we do civil rights in in high school they never covered
2: the black panthers oh um, they would never cover the black you panthers. know
1: they never covered uh black wall street and mm-hmm. what happened there they never covered um you know they, they they just don't they just never covered so much they just don't care so i had to you know luckily i had some really cool parents um and uh, so was like you gonna learn this history boy yeah you know they they were interested in me learning
2: more than what was in those books but that shouldn't be the only way that that gets taught you know right because if your parents basically the way it is if your parents don't take the time to teach you outside of what school teaches you you have a whole that's why you have this whole generation of people saying dumb shit like we're gonna drive off the corner of the ocean right like i said i
1: i I understand where everybody's coming from me too you know and i know what they mean when they talk about the and stuff you're tired of seeing the same slave movies but the problem is when it comes to like 12 years of slave which is written and directed by black people people will still use that reasoning to not see that movie so it doesn't really matter to you it's i think it's the slavery of it that you don't want to see yeah i really do because you know at first i was thinking like well It's cause some of these movies are some bullshit and some of them are some bullshit, but I don't, but I don't think that's it necessarily, man. Uh -uh. I really do think it's just the idea of watching black people in bondage makes you feel some kind of negative, sad way. And it does make me feel sad. I'm not happy when I see a slave movie, like, Oh yes, slavery. Like, but it's, it's important to know. And it's, 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 it's nothing to be ashamed about, you know? And if what was done was sad, but, but, with no without that sadness we don't have this triumph that is today and you know and and we don't have this this we can't see the connections and the lines from then to now that'll keep us moving forward and not settling that's why a lot of motherfuckers think black lives matter need to shut up and stop complaining and shit because they think if you just ignore shit it goes away and it's just historically it's just so inaccurate it's nothing it could never be less true you know than it is today
2: right because the only reason why black people became free because people uh, have said i have enough <laughs> or else we would still be slaves. somebody had to say i have had enough right there's always been somebody saying to ignore the shit but you can't
1: Joan writes in one of the many reasons i love this show is when some fuck shit happens i think to myself oh shit can't wait till y'all cover this on the show y'all never disappoint Keep at the good work <laughs> <laughs> thank you sweetie you ain't got the answer says listen This was one of the best episodes ever. You two are hilarious. I love the way you all bounce jokes off one another. You guys never disappoint with them jokes. On a more serious note, thanks for talking about the Nat Turner movie. I read The Confessions of Nat Turner in the fourth grade and became obsessed. I did my Black History Month project on on Nat Turner that year and got suspended for talking about slavery during research and having inappropriate conversations. They deemed my project and conversations inappropriate and said I was trying to start a race war and suspended me. All that did was turn me into a stand.
2: That makes sense because I guarantee you he's now on that pre-approved list. Y'all think we, ju- that pre-approved list is real. They was like, nope, you cannot wave off this list. Yeah, why don't
1: you do something on George Washington Carver like the like, other 17 like, black people?
2: Right, like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I won't do the Black Panthers. Nope, you will not be covering that. I would like to do it on Huey P. Newton. Uh, why don't you do another one on George Washington Carver?
1: That's was a good one. He invented uh, peanut butter. Like,
2: Right, you like, fuck that. We're more than that.
1: Uh, luckily I have a Malcolm X kind of mother who wasn't going for the bullshit mm-hmm. I had a meeting with my principal as a child I always wondered there has to be at least someone who said nope not today and that's why my mother let me read the book I know a lot of people are tired of slave movies but if you can watch fictional ass Django written by a white man who loves to say nigga then you can watch a true story about someone who wasn't here for the bullshit and start or watched and uh, uh, wanted to start a revolution love y'all thanks for always giving us what we need uh sorry i was too high oh she had a typo but don't worry i got it hey you know the other part that's uh wild to me too about that is the fictional Django thing is like a flight of fancy and escapism for a lot of people Mm -hmm. because you know he can get away in the end he can get the girl and all this shit um but it's also for a lot of people just like this voyeurism you know it's like oh it's I don't have to feel bad about this slave movie because right. Quentin Tarantino made it funny, you know. So it's it's also partially that, but um yeah, I I, I I did my senior exit um project on Malcolm X, so I, you know, it was the exit. So
2: I guess they couldn't suspend my, my ass, but right. And when you did it, this was years ago, is when they had. First, kind of started that stuff, so I think your class was like the the kind of the test class for that. When my class, it kind of had more weight on it. So for a lot of them, they was like, yeah, hey, yeah, 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 just pass them on. We we don't, we don't care. We we won't be here next year.
1: Yeah, I definitely got that A though. They knew what was up because I mean, I would have burned that school to the ground. <laughs> black rage motherfuckers Amani says hey uh, Rod and Karen I'm with Rod on needing more slavery movies not less I keep seeing the commercials for this Chris Pine on a boat movie and they're calling it the greatest rescue in American history meanwhile I'm sitting over here waiting on a Harriet Tubman movie mm-hmm. and like Rod mentioned that's a prime role for a black woman to get to be a spy and an activist on top of the Underground Railroad if they can make a movie about Jennifer Lawrence inventing a mop they can get a movie about Benjamin Bradley inventing a steam engine and working with the Navy on warships come on now nobody ever says we shouldn't have holocaust movies because people just want to see jews suffer i can't blame someone if they personally can't watch those those movies it takes a lot out of you and the truth can be painful but that truth needs to be told and i definitely don't want that to be the only kind of movies black people can make and be seen as prestigious i want black people doing regular shit to be able to get their movies made too but the answer to that isn't just not making slavery movies right you know the other thing The thing that you remind me of is because a lot of people don't like these movies because they have typically have a white savior type role in it but to me that's kind of the beauty of racial relations in america black people can't undo racism Mm -mm. we can't it's not and it's not our job no it's not it's impossible for there to be progress without some white people trying to help it's just it just is right and very often in these real stories of real people's lives and interactions, there is some white people that have to be like, hold up. These niggers are people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and I think a lot of people don't like that because it's a trope. And we especially don't like it when it's told through the perspective of that white person, which is, which I actually do agree. is terrible. I hate when they do that and they need to stop those. Right. But in general, we're, you can't get free without someone with privilege and access helping you. Because yeah. it's not your fault. It's not like uh-huh. it's not like black people were doing a thing and then one day they woke up and said, we're going to stop doing this thing. And then everybody was like, you know what? I recognize your humanity as people. You can leave now. Like, nah, no. nah. Somebody white had to be like, uh, listen, this is where the Underground Railroad is. Make a left and you can hide under my house. And they had to. Or it's not gonna happen. Sure not. So I'm okay with you know, I'm okay with that. I don't like I'm I'm not militant to the point where I'm trying to be unrealistic. I get it. But I just don't think the story should be told through the perspectives of those people. We've had enough of that. True. I like when black people make movies about black history shit. You know, I don't wanna see the Black Panthers as told by a white dude who was covering them in the media Mm -hmm. at the time who did an interview with hugh p newton or something like i don't no, i don't want to see that you know i would like to actually see you know some some actual black people who've gone to film school who Mm -hmm. or or not whatever but the people who put in the time and had these visions since they were kids about making these movies they should be allowed to make these movies yes they should uh, and on Chelsea Peretti thing, she's engaged to P to Peele from Key and Pill, so maybe that's why Ralphie may randomly called her a nigger. Wow, not that it makes a difference. Fuck that dude, regardless. P.S. It's more for the nerd off, but that black thing on Supergirl from Hank, mm, so good. It was so good, Imani. They so that so called white Martians fucked up, fucking up so bad. May need a slavery movie to set them right. <laughs> <laughs> Supergirl's been so good. Yeah, I've I really enjoyed Supergirl. Surprise of the season. Will in Toronto says, man, I died at this episode, so I'm typing this from the afterlife. The overtime portion of this episode was better than the post credits in Marvel movies. <laughs> Y'all two redid that damn skit to perfection. And I gotta thank Amber, cause these jokes wouldn't have happened if she didn't pop Kanye's booty hole severely. Laugh my fucking ass off ah ah brianna says hi guys first time leaving a comment on the show at about the slavery movie discussion i don't like slavery movies only because they mess with my mood after i watch them i haven't seen Django, 12 years or roots because watching imagery of slavery always turns my mood for the worse. but maybe that's just me and the movies that alter my mood because i still don't watch the color purple because i want to come through the screen and strangle danny glover
2: I love that's everybody it. yeah 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 but, but
1: yeah i just keep watching it i
2: love that movie
1: As for Kanye versus Wiz slash Amber, I think Kanye fans, the last of them, have some kind of deluded way of standing up for everything he does because he makes good music. I'll I'll tell you that I'll put it this way. There's a lot of Kanye fans that appreciate him for his music but realize he's an asshole and leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a contingent that will fucking stand for anything he does. Right. They continue to make excuses for why Kanye continuously bashes Amber and I don't understand. Well, oh, she's a woman. Come on. Right. She and she's she been a, having she
2: got, sex. She got a vagina. She been out here having sex. Right. And she's a woman. And she ain't ashamed of it. And she's a stripper. And she's doing slut walks and shit like that. Yeah. Also, this whole
1: debacle led me to realize that Kanye effectively turned the argument about an album title in which one of us has the into which one of us has the biggest slut debate, and effectively making the argument about the social statuses of the women they were and are with. Honestly, maybe Kanye has a mental disorder, bipolar, narcissistic personality disorder. Because the way he acts is not normal to me. Sorry for the long comment. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, No idea, man. I don't know what his mental issues may or may not be. But, uh, yeah, he definitely turned it into slut shaming. And that's why I'm I'm not here for all the people that try to point out, like, well, isn't she kind of gay shaming him? Like, nope. wait, wait, maybe she is. She definitely threw an alley-oop Come on. to people that, that are homophobic and let them dunk it for her. But, are we just ignoring every fucking thing he said before that? Cause I, that's the part I don't get. Me I don't care if you want to call her out, but I just don't want to hear the one sidedness of it. Cause if we're being honest and we're being fair, very understandable what she said and why she said it. Not very understandable why he would still be going over her, going after her and Six. her family. Six
2: years later, dog. Yeah.
1: It's not Yeah, over a misunderstanding at that. Mm hmm uh d says in the overtime segment karen suggested to create that creative people throughout history might have been inspired by fingers in their booty hole and rob brought up mozart as a possible example of this as the official 18th century classical music correspondent of the show let me say that you're definitely onto something mozart was enormously fond of scatological humor some of the letters that he wrote to his wife to a younger female cousin and to uh, and to other family members and their friends are amazing in this regard. Also, he composed a six voice canon in B flat major of the words "lick my ass" in German "leck mich im Arsch," uh, which was one of his favorite comical expressions. If he were alive today, I'm sure he would be a big fan of your podcast. Even though he would be 260 years old, to top it all off, you made those remarks January 27th, which happens to be Mozart's birthday. Wow. (laughs) Well, lick me in my arse. You know what I'm saying, dog? (laughs) You don't lick me in my arse up in this motherfucker, dog. Shit uh E V E says although slave movies aren't my thing i can i, I can understand why people want more of them they're part of our history the raw the bad the ugly they are necessary the only issues i have with them is that they're triggering me and when those seem to be the only type of movies with black leads that the oscars pay attention to i love to see more diverse genres with people of color and them get the same recognition i agree i mean i'm not here to defend the oscars so you guys are i'm fine with that um The poll is Was Amber Rose gay shaming Kanye? Yes or no? 31% say yes, she was gay shaming him. Now, I don't agree with y'all, but I understand. I think she, but I think it's a very nuanced situation because I do think she threw the alley to the gay shamers. You know what I'm saying? Like, she definitely was like, And do with this what you will. You know what I'm saying?
2: And walked off the court.
1: Yeah uh no 69 percent. let's see what the comments. sugar Bay says interpretation is a hell of a thing i actually read her tweet and thought she was saying "Yay, you keep mentioning me so much you must clearly miss me not that the finger in the booty wasn't a good shot but i thought she was saying that no matter how far removed from me you are you always seem to revert to talking about me here's the thing i don't get with men uh it is not a reflection on him that he is it not a reflection on him that he dated a stripper and i'm only saying that because he keeps denigrating her for being a stripper he wasn't mad years ago when he was parading around with her. He can't keep wanting us to judge Kim for being more than the sex tape if he won't allow Amber to evolve beyond stripping. Not that I think stripping is anything to be ashamed of, but I'm sick of as the Amber Rose was a stripper slut shaming shit, and Kim made a sex tape shit. Uh, everyone calm down, and Kim, please call Amber and ask her which Digit Ye prefers up his butt uh Kyle says Mm -hmm. i don't see how one could think that amber is calling kanye gay unless they think only gay men engage in anal sex that was what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i think it says a lot more about you if you're like well she clearly is shaming him for being gay because i'm like "A, a heterosexual relationship with ass play from woman going to man isn't gay you know what i mean like I think we can just recognize that clinically is not, like it doesn't necessarily mean that guy's gay, you know. I think I there's think a very, you know, but I mean, but I do think she threw that comment out there knowing that people would take it and run with like that. Right. But, but I don't really have much sympathy because Kanye has always engaged in things that he was getting uh, homophobically slurred for, and he's been okay with it. Correct. You know what I mean? And by okay, with, I don't mean he's okay with y'all calling mm-mm, him names, mm-mm. but he's been like I'm not going to stop wearing kilts or I'm not going to stop mm-hmm. um uh working in the fashion industry. I'm not going to stop wearing uh tight pants. Like he's like to me that was kind of what I liked about Kanye is that he just didn't give a fuck. It's like, you know, if y'all think that then y'all think that. What the fuck? You know, I'm making music and I'm trying to be a person that changes the world through fashion and all this shit and i I thought it and i always thought he it was you know but i just i really think a lot of this was from people who didn't have a problem with how kanye was talking about her right and then they wanted to have a problem with her saying something back
2: and i think a lot of times when people come out publicly and talk about their sexuality everybody wants to throw their own sexual experiences in there i wouldn't let a woman play my booty hole but that's just you but we're talking about their relationship
1: right uh also uh it is clear that kanye was way into amber when they were getting together, because he talked so much about her. It has been years since they broke up. Also, Rod, you forgot about a beef that happened before Bob versus Neil and Kanye versus Amber, Kyla Hasikos versus Sean King and the Bernie stands. Sean King got weighed in on that. Hey, I, I really didn't know Sean King said anything, honestly. And I, uh, you know, I I wasn't counting that as beef because I mean, what could they possibly say back to him? Uh, I mean, true uh but yeah maybe I, i'll i'll have to do some reading man Eve says absolutely amber was shaming kanye but i'm so here for the petty because he had no business uh bringing her into some mess that he under misunderstood in the first place kanye needs a nap right i do think she was trying she threw the alley-oop for him to be shamed definitely the fingers in the booty ass bitch was clearly shaming him for being submissive in the way that we view masculinity, sexuality, sexuality. I just don't think it was gay shaving. I think it was more about him being submissive to her in those situations. But, you know, reasonable people can disagree. Uh all right, man, we got voicemails when we play those. Hi Rod and Karen. This is Dee.
0: Um I'm calling in response to your eleven twenty two episode, What Women and I Have at Heart. Y'all pretty much figured it out throughout the whole, like, Karen, you said, when they decide to diversify it, they're just going to get mad and say, oh, it doesn't mean as much. The Oscars aren't as much as important as it used to be back when it was normal, back when it was the way it was, when we had intended. And I wanted to say, that's exactly it. The Oscars shouldn't be what they are. We shouldn't look to them for this, not because of... Not because of, I'm like, support black people, but like, because they're not, they're a racist institution that shouldn't exist. They've gotten their way off of being racist. The things that they are running from, is for blackness, and going opportunity, are running toward. And that's just how I feel
1: about it. Goodbye. Thanks, Dee. Thank you. I would only add this. I was the one who said that, not Karen. I want my credit. I want all my props. Okay, call up here trying to get Karen my credit for these great <laughs> points
2: that I'm making. I'll take them. <laughs> but
1: I was the one who said when they start letting black people vote, that's when they are gonna start acting like they don't mean shit no more. I'm like, oh, the niggers voted that one Well, you know. And you know, they about to do that with this watch. Um, if it if it wins awards, people are gonna be like, well, it's just because the 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 Academy was really feeling ashamed of not having enough black people, so blah blah blue. Yeah
2: and, and 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 I hear what you're saying but I think my biggest problem with your statement is that It is a standard. It is, quote, unquote, the gold standard for that industry. And that's the difference. A lot of times people outside the industry don't really realize what that standard means. And that standard means something within that industry. So, yes, uh, I do agree that it's racist and things like that. But things don't change unless you demand progress. Just period. And so it's one of those things where, yes, you do have these other awards uh, that uh, black people do and other groups of people do but the thing about those awards those awards do not have the same prestige you can't say our awards our our award is, is has this status on it but then you don't include everybody within that to be able to reach that status and that's what the problem comes in to me uh because you know i know a lot of people say it don't matter yada 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 but it does matter if i'm in this industry because if you're in the industry and that's the gold standard you should have a right to obtain that gold standard within that industry because they've has said that this is the gold standard and this these things make and break careers because a lot of times when people win these awards they go on to make other movies because jennifer lawrence she's in every fucking thing why because she won that first oscar the shit matters and it matters it, it matters more because it's not only not only is it more money for them they get um for them, it's more money for their crew and their artists because a lot of times these performers have other people attached to them that also benefit from benefit from them winning. Also, and then a lot of times I see where certain movies win Oscars. What they do, they re-release the movie, so everybody ends up making that money again. They re-release the DVDs, they re-release the videos. So if that's the gold standard, I should have a right to 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 to. Obtain this gold standard also and that's and that's the problem that I have because it's one of those things where where people just wanna tell people to ignore, it, but it's hard to ignore something when in my industry this is me being awarded among my peers,
1: yeah, I would just say um i i I do take a sentiment that they shouldn't mean as much as they do, but they do, so right. we gotta live in this world right you know what I mean <laughs> like right, bro, right, right like I agree that they they shouldn't you know a lot of shit shouldn't be the way it is but since it is then it's important that it's uh that is torn down and diversified and and you know until it until it represents more of what we would like to see
2: right and yeah it's just one of those things where until it gets to the point where it means less until people start winning and they don't start getting raises and they don't start getting all these roles and it doesn't make or break careers. But for, as of now it does. Yeah. So, I, but
1: I feel you that's the way it should be, but it's not. So,
2: right. And I, you know, I wish, I wish it did mean as much. I wish the BET and some of these other wars actually meant more and have more and had more weight. But right now they don't. Uh, next voicemail.
3: Hey Rod and this it's Thomas from Baltimore. Uh, I just wanted to comment on the uh, the Oscar situation. Um, I really felt like like there's a bigger issue with just people not seeing the movies. Like I, like I listen to a lot of different podcasts from a lot of different directors and there's film people who do film critics and people who just watch movies and review them. And I'm I don't well the one person I can point out. I do like some of his, a lot of his movies, but at the same time, like, you listen to his podcast, um, Kevin Smith, like, he did, he did like, a year in review, like most shows do, on movies. And they got to, like, uh, Beast of No Nation and what happened with Nina Simone. It's, like, these were movies, like, he never saw. Like, like uh, Nina Simone, one he didn't really know of, it was a documentary, so how, you know, and then... A donation he just hadn't seen yet and it was like Oscar season and it was already like probably well, we passed the time for him to put in votes for movies. So I just think the process of you know who gets nominated and getting the people who are in charge of voting for them to actually physically see the movies like movies get made and then if they don't ever see the movie because either A they don't have an interest in it or they just don't have to take the time out to go look for it or see it like then, how can they ever really know how to vote for it? Because like Beast of No Nations, that movie was really great, and like Injun's album was great in it. But the kid was basically the main character in the movie. He should have he should have been up been nominated for Oscar. He did great in that movie, and like throughout the movie, he has seven quote unquote Oscar worthy scenes, but he doesn't really get talked about the way like. I know Karen doesn't like Jennifer Lawrence, but Jennifer Lawrence Mm -hmm. does. Like, she was in two movies that got nominated, and then she got into a blockbuster franchise, and then every time she's in a movie, all of a sudden that movie has Oscar buzz just because she was, quote-unquote, Oscar-nominated, and then she's working with, quote-unquote, Oscar-nominated directors. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a fickle thing. So every time she's in a movie, oh, this must be an Oscar in a performance, but it's not really that great. Or She didn't really do that great of a job. She was just in it with other people that and around other people who got nominated so thus people just assume that like, oh, she should be up for a nomination but you never get to see anybody else that so gets up for nominations and there's no way for like directors or actors to kind of build themselves up that way if people never see their movies or people don't take interest and it's not like a format for like you have to see all the movies that are up for nomination to put a vote in because I think that's part I think that's a big part of the issue whether you change the demographic of who gets to vote isn't really like that helps, but you still have people who are voting for the Oscars that like, there's still no criteria on what movies they need to see or how many movies should they see? Should they have seen everything that was nominated? Like they don't have to necessarily see everything that's nominated. I think that's big, a bigger problem, but uh, that was really my, my only comment I had for, for this time anyway um hopefully after i get my taxes done this month this week i can go premium for the year and i would greatly greatly love to do that um all right guys thank you and you guys have a great weekend and enjoy the rest of your week
1: all right peace um i would just say uh part of it is gonna be that people aren't seeing the movies but that's not the bigger problem uh, and I think, uh, you're probably just using it colloquially because a lot of people make that mistake, but, uh, I'm, uh, I can be a little bit of a stickler about language when it comes to stuff like that. It's not the bigger problem. Um, people have a job to see these films or to review these films or to vote for these films to nominate these films. They vomit shit they don't see all the time. They nominate shit through buzz, through word of mouth all the time it's just not the black shit right so that's not the problem necessarily you know even seeing it or not seeing it that's not the problem movies like creed had oscar buzz you know so that so it's not it's this this isn't the problem here you now the thing is you can lead a horse to water you can't make it drink when it comes to people with racism so even if you did take the the voters they have now and said hey promote more black films let's send you know let's make sure you get your screeners let's make sure that you're you know that it is convenient as possible for you you know i got a screener for fucking straight out of compton i'm not voting for the academy you know but but it's kind of amazing because so many of them will be like i didn't see it or whatever well then that's why you need to go you see what i'm saying that's why we need more than you making the decision we need people that are interested in seeing those movies because right now the opinion of the academy is that these movies don't exist when they don't see them so we have to get people in that see them so it's not the bigger problem the problem that is being addressed is exactly what that is which is that other people need to be included in the process because those people will go see those movies or if they don't see them maybe they'll word of mouth vote for some black shit if they're just gonna word them out some shit
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know instead of jennifer lawrence getting word of mouth for movies that people don't see right you know it could be the other way you know nepotism never works out for us so either way it's not the bigger problem to me all right uh we got a couple emails and uh, i open up the phone line 704-557-0186 that's 704 704- Five five seven zero one eight six. Uh Leslie writes in, go Carolina. I started cheering for the Carolina Panthers because of Karen. After the Eagles were out, I usually pick the next best team to cheer for the Super Bowl. To hear Karen and some of the, pictures, the shows with Go Panthers and Go Carolina made me want to cheer for them, too. I actually sat and watched the whole game last night, which I normally don't do with the Eagles. The boys came out bamming 17 in the first quarter. I'm happy for you, Karen, and I'll be looking for the Panthers shirt to cheer for them on the Super Bowl victory. It could be hard since I'm in Sarasota, Florida. Congratulations, Karen. Leslie.
2: Thanks. Nice. Thank you, sweetie. And I will and I and I and I know I've said this before and I say it again. Uh people who uh purchased my Carolina Panther stuff on the wish list, thank you, cause I get so many compliments on the stuff that y'all sent me. And honey, I be decking it out. I know some of y'all ain't Panthers fans, but y'all just know y'all made me happy. I put on my earrings, I put on my bracelet, I put on my scarf, I put on my coat. I'd be decked out, so I won't tell everybody that thank you, because it means a lot to me.
1: Yep. Appreciate that. Um, All right. Uh, Whitney write in, they tried to mess with Serena, y'all. Dear Karen and Rod, I'm looking at the New York Times this morning on Tuesday, and I see this There's a headline that says, your Tuesday briefing, Hillary Clinton, Planned Parenthood, and Maria Sharapova. So naturally, I'm pissed because I'm thinking, God damn it, Serena lost. No! i check a little further (coughs) serena beat that child (coughs) sorry beat that child again like a drug like a rug my next thought is if serena won then why the fuck is maria sharapova in the fucking headline now i will concede that if someone beat my black ass 18 straight times it might possibly it might possibly be newsworthy but losers don't generally get the headline my tweet to the new york times was uh a bunch of smiley faces going, hmm, thinking. And it says at New York Times, why I share Pove in the headline when Serena won? Uh, and then she said the the shot to him and then they changed it. Your Tuesday briefing. Hillary Clinton, parenthood, Nova Djokovic, Novak Djokovic. So they didn't put Serena in the headline. They switched it to the man. Rod, can you do a Herman Cain voice? <laughs> uh I don't know what that would have to do to be relevant to the story. Um, I don't have the facts to back this up, oh but I, I think that the reason why this text in the headline was changed. But all I'm saying is, is they changed that bitch. <laughs> I don't know why that would. I don't know what Herman. I don't think Herman Cain would even say bitch. And please note, the only edit I see is a deleted miss thing and put. Novak's name on there. Mm-hmm. You have been listening to yet another episode of "Fucking with Black People." Love you guys, sincerely, Letty May Daniels. Oh man, that's fucked up, dog. Mm. Yeah, that's whack. Yeah, because
2: you're right. Normally, when they do this, they put the they do put the winner. They normally don't do the the loser. But that's one thing about them too. Serena whoops her ass, and and when it comes to it, they she always get the praise. Rod and Karen, I saw this the other night and thought you might find it industry, interesting.
1: It's a TV series about the Underground Railroad. Yeah, it's coming on WGN. It's called The Underground. Did, that, that didn't start yet, has it? Because I'm, I'm trying to record not, that. Not to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, I'm trying to record that. Like, I'm on that. She did. But thanks, Susan. Uh, let's see. John J. writes in. Um, Dear Rod and Karen, a couple of thoughts on... Some topics that you guys have recently discussed recently. Uh, number one, on the topic of Hillary being about uh, asked about Bill's questionable beha- behavior, I agree with you. People aren't going to wa- want to talk too much about it for a couple of reasons, in addition to the ones you mentioned. I think a lot of people on the left remember how Republicans went after the Clintons endlessly trying to ruin them at, for every possible far-fetched scandal they could dream up. Whitewater, Vince F- Foster's death, Monica Lewinsky, and now Benghazi in the email issue. Much like with Obama, it never ends. And so many have the haters, uh, having the haters cry, ha- after so many times of having the haters cry wolf, I think many people will just assume that most charges leveled against the Clintons are bullshit, even if they aren't. Plus, I think many of them are just burnt out on the topic. Oh, yeah. I'm. My thing is, I'm not asking for this to stick necessarily, as much as I'm wondering why, they keep bringing it up in the context of asking the male candidates how they feel about bill clinton when they should probably be asking his wife right who has the more intimate relationship yeah not and not how you feel about it but how can you be a feminist how can you want the women's vote how can you be a woman who is pro-Planned Parenthood and have this motherfucker on your staff and as your husband. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, I, I don't have a good answer, and I don't think she does either. But it's a legitimate question. Uh, number two, kudos to you for the positive coverage of Jaden Smith's clothing choices. It's great to see a family letting their kids be his self uh free of restrictive gender norms it was ironic that just a few days after he talked about this david bowie passed away part of Bowie's fame and legendary status in the lgbt world was for his daring to break gender norms by using androgyny as part of his show i'm sure there's people who applauded it then when when it was ziggy stardust who are also bitching and moaning about jaden and his parents oh yeah you know that's right Mm -hmm. uh Three. I love how Kazi's attorney said she was just someone who the DA chose. To, he was just someone who the DA chose to charge, as if the DA's office would just thumbing randomly through a phone book and threw a dart at la- a list of names and just so happened to pick a guy with fifty plus women accusing him and a whole history of predatory behavior towards women. Right. Gee, what are the odds? number four it's so ironic that julie Del- delpy claims black people don't get bashed when they speak out i mean hello does the name Jada the smith ring any bells yeah and she was in a movie with chris rock which you know i don't know what she was thinking p.s a couple weeks ago karen mentioned her struggle and the struggle that so many women and especially black women face in learning to love themselves because of the fucked up way our society treats them and that damn near broke my heart but i'm glad you finally did so and i'm glad that you speak out on these things as an example for other women as a reminder for men keep up the amazing work we will hopefully be going ve- premium very soon in time for game of thrones love you guys Mwah. john
2: thank you appreciate
1: you john and uh no doubt, man.
2: Yeah, and uh talking about uh loving myself, uh I didn't realize this but next month it'll be a year since I uh went natural. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um That time went by
2: fast. My Am- hair's
1: grown a lot. Amber was on the episode. Yeah, you got your hair uh kind of braided up there. hey
2: I got enough to braid. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: and the last one is domestic violence in children. This is from Shay. I am an investigator of child abuse and neglect and have been one for nine years. This is how domestic violence situation works in most states when it comes to children being involved. Domestic violence is housed in policy under something called threatened harm. This is because in about 40% of cases of domestic violence, depending on the age of the child, the children will be somehow involved and or hurt during domestic violence incidents when they are present. So usually when there is a DV incident, the police are called and if the children are present they make a complaint to protective children's protective services usually on the first incident whatever parent is the aggressor is substantiated as a perpetrator of child neglect due to threatened harm if the child is a is a biological child then there is most likely no removal of the child or court intervention the family is offered services such as counseling for the couple oh god stop this
2: i don't right i don't know why it does that either
1: uh this new windows it's like thing. you want
2: a reminder when you don't give a fuck I mean,
1: after the show i gotta google how to turn those off
2: right uh
1: the exception to this would be uh oh wait there's no removal the families offer services such as counseling for the couple um counseling for the child anger management for the offender etc the exception to this would be if one of the parents was killed or if the incident was unfortunately which unfortunately happens and i've dealt with before in that case, there's no safe parent to leave the child with, and a fit and a fit and willing relative or foster placement has to be sought. On the second instance of DV with the same family, both parents will be will most likely be substantiated as perpetrators because now the non the non offending parents is considered to be failing uh, to protect the child by remaining with the aggressive parent. As the complaints continue to be made about DV situations, the cases escalate, and ultimately a biological child can be removed from the home. This is a small percentage of children that are removed, uh, and to me, the dumbest reason to have your child children taken from you is because you are the non-offending parent. It is just as simple as leaving your partner and, therefore, uh, under the custody Oh, wait, leaving your partner and the state can offer all kinds of services and assistance with this. I've gone as far as getting a mother relocated to another state. In the case of Cal and his wife, the child was a foster child and therefore under the custody of the state or the country. Or the county. Sorry. Oh, that's there,
2: that's why I was that's why the child was taken.
1: Okay. Yeah, there are certain laws that protect foster children from being abused and neglected in care. So whenever there is substantiated abuse, neglect in a foster home, the child must be moved so the foster home's license status can be reevaluated. It's a sad situation for a child to be removed from their biological parents, then from foster parents with that they are bonded with. Chances are, if Kyle's wife left him, she may have been able to keep her foster daughter or get it back, get her back. So yeah, just a quick synopsis of how that works. Okay, all right, we got one call. Let's see. Awesome. Hey, all you're right. on with the blackout. Tips. What's going on? Hey, Rob. Hey, Karen. It's Leslie Mac. How are you? Hey, Leslie, how, how you, are you doing? doing?
4: I'm doing good. First of all, Karen, your hair looks awesome. You're so cute. I can't take it. Thank you. And secondly, I'm calling to ask. I had a conversation this morning on Twitter with some Bernie stands. Mm-hmm. One white, one black. And I found this circular logic that they keep going in, like, oh, black people keep asking Bernie about these things that they never ask Hillary Clinton and all this other stuff. And I kept coming back at them like, listen, this is politics. Bernie, as a politician, is expected to be asked questions based on his platform. And that's what's happening. So if he comes out saying he has all these radical platforms and he's a socialist and he's trying to change the game and he's anti-establishment, then he's going to get questions about those things. Hillary's not asking about those things. So what is she getting questioned on? Her history, um, the things that she's done with uh, privatized prisons, um, the things she supported with her husband during her husband's presidency, three strikes, all of these things that are part of the things she has done, and that's what she's running on. And so those are the questions she's being asked. I don't understand why it's so hard to um, to get that. Questions that candidates are asked are directly linked to the platforms that they're putting forth for people to judge. It's like they expect everything to be equal just because when that's not how questions are formed and that's not how politics works. I I don't know what's up with these people. It's driving me nuts.
1: Yeah. uh, I think a lot of it is just them refusing to take no for an answer, you know? And a lot of it is also, I, I really feel like it comes from a place of panic with Bernie. Like they, like it's, as much as they tout his, this wave and this revolution that he's held they actually are on precarious ground. Cause they feel like any wrong move can end it. And they're overcompensating by attacking black people, attacking anyone, women who are bringing up, you know, his stances against, you know, Planned Parenthood and shit. Like you know, I, I think they are panicking and that's why they're doing this shit, but it's just overcompensation. You have to stop being insecure about your candidate even the people that root for hillary at least with my experience so far and i've said several things about hillary that i don't like uh i've never been harassed over it Mm-mm. It's no. just, you know no. like there's a certain level of confidence that comes with rooting for hillary i guess where people are like yeah well you know fuck it we don't gotta get every vote like well like like if you don't like her then you don't like her we're that's fine But her job is to be elected president, not, you know, you know, not to get every single person to be convinced. And I'm also convinced that most of these people that are doing this harassment online are just old um, Greenspan uh, fucking uh, Ron Paul, like
4: libertarians.
1: Yeah, they're just those people. And they're just picking the next white male who promises to burn the system down over uh, anybody else. And that's all they care about
4: right, yeah, it's it's just very strange to me, like but I know you get it all the time, but I, I sent you a um screenshot of like just like a random Facebook message like why do why do black people not like Bernie? I don't even know you. Why yeah. are you asking me? And also, there were things that Bernie could do, could have done up till now. He could have said anything about the treatment that his stands have been um, inflicting upon black people and women. Uh, prior to Jamila Lemieux asking him it last week. Um, do I hold him accountable for those folks? No, but I do hold him accountable for the allowing this atmosphere around his campaign that has been allowed to foster for months and months and months. And to me, that's part of being a good politician. And no offense, policies are great, but people don't get elected solely on policy. They get elected because they're good politicians and they're able to perform in this arena and it just this entire um campaign season and and the fallout from his fans just shows me that he's not he's not on that level
1: yeah i think it's it's only reasonable to question the feasibility of this shit what what has really been interesting to me is watching white girls who have been walking around for the last six years saying how disappointed in president obama they are Mm -hmm. and how he sold them a bill of goods and and he you know he did he never delivered on his promises which like which is factually incorrect anyway but let's just go with their premise and say that they believe that so then why is Bernie Sanders so much more believable you know what I mean like why are his promises somehow easier in your mind to be fulfilled because you can make an argument as a black person that if I felt disappointed in Barack Obama that I'm now more cynical Right, you can make that argument that I'm going well, there's a higher degree of scrutiny now for Bernie because I'm more cynical after my experience with President Obama now that's not right. the case that's not the case for me, but that's the case I could make if I'm a white person, I don't understand how your argument is well, I'm more cynical towards these fairy tale candidates that just promise hope and change, but Bernie is the one he's gonna figure it out I'm like, what's the mm. difference? you know like he's an outsider, he doesn't you know like. Um, it's, it's just very, it's just very odd to me. Um, and you know, and obviously I'm skirting around it, but come on, racism is different. difference. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you know, I just I just find Yeah, I mean, I I, I, that obviously funny.
4: that's definitely the difference for sure. Yeah. And then I also don't quite understand, the other thing that I was trying to point this out too, is that this is the first election during the the BLM era, let's just call it that for lack of a better, um, you know, way to to, to describe it.
0: Yeah. So,
4: Black people's political um, tendencies and our expectations of systems have shifted mm-hmm. since the last election. Very mm-hmm. different now. And I feel like there's no accounting for that fact in any of these discussions. Mm-hmm. Like, well, y'all didn't do this before. Yeah, we didn't do a lot of shit before. We wasn't shutting shit down before either, but that's happening. So I I, I, I fail to see where it's like we evolved. So, of course, our our um, interactions with these large systems are going to evolve as well. And that's what is happening in this election, I think. When we see that, how un, uncharacteristic a lot of this shit has unfolded. In the last couple
1: of months so yeah no I, I think um and we'll see i think we'll realize it's much further down the line you know with with the with the uh obama presidency but one of the things i think uh the obama presidency did was kind of re- reignite the activism in the black community because and not because i feel like people were like oh barack obama did it now i can I i just think People started expecting more from black from, from him as a black man and from the office of president as a black man, whether they got it or not, they, they started expecting it. And I think a lot of people realize like, Oh, we just got to do it ourselves. Like, you know, cause he's one of those people that has always kind of uh, invited this idea of like, if you want me to do something, then you got to make me do it. Right. Like Like I'm not going to fight you on doing it, but I'm also, I have to know the will of the people is to do these things and I feel like a lot of black people came to a realization under him, which was even with a black president, motherfuckers are still going to be out here killing, getting killed. So we have to step yep. up and say something. And I think it'll be interesting to see how he ignited that. And of course, how he ignited the pure xenophobic racism on the right. Like it's going to be really interesting to look back on this era in time.
0: Absolutely. I think we see
4: some, j- some shifts that we haven't seen in our, collective lifetimes of those of us that are around our ages you know 20s 30s 40s um that we haven't seen in this country in a long time and i think people are pushing back on that and especially because like most um political shifts are coming from marginalized people and so that in and of itself you know someone right lauren wrote that white men have a very hard time hearing no white people have a very hard time feeling no and they feel like their decision should be um lifted up by everybody else and this concept that that's not what's going on is really foreign to them so it's a lot of learning
1: going on on the fly i'm yeah, um, interested
4: what's, to see what happens.
1: wild what's wild to me is that a lot of a lot of people that are white liberals are thinking well the scariest thing to me is if bernie doesn't win and maybe slightly less worse would be like if hillary didn't win but mostly it's like if bernie doesn't win what are we going to do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and what they don't understand is that that fear will never ever ever trump the fear that i have as a black person living in this country come on now. that i could get killed at any moment and it'll be completely justified so they have to stop fighting us on this because they can't win mm-hmm. you can only join in you're never going to you're not going to trump my concerns, for lack of a better word, right, about my life. You're just not going to, because the thing is, I don't think it can be worse than the fear I have. So even if it was fucking like, because the next president, I don't think is gonna be sending out their attorney general when Mm-mm. when when a, when a black person gets killed by a cop. No. I don't think they're gonna be looking at police reform and and, uh, like of their own intuition you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's going to take continued sustained pressure if not more than than before so yeah i you know i refuse to just go well i trust him he'll figure it out no No. you're not answering the question right and and you want my vote what the fuck happens after you're already in office and i have no leverage absolutely wow
4: This is what this is when we get to at least in this process inject um, turbulence and hope that we can make some change before uh, we move any further. And it's it's amazing to see the pushback on it. Anyways, I just was well wanted to talk with you about that. No doubt. And thank you. I'll talk to you guys soon. All
1: right, All right peace. peace. Bye. All right, man. Well, uh, that was it for today, guys. I mm-hmm. enjoyed you. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back um, tomorrow. tomorrow. So we'll see you Sunday. Um, Until then, I love you. I love you too.